Thank you for tuning in to The Rundown here on WNYU 89.1 FM, New York, and online everywhere at WNYU.org. I'm your host, Anna Van Dyne. We're going to kick off tonight with a look back at the State of the Union. After a historic government shutdown that caused the 2019 address to be delayed, Aria Tusi brings you the highlights for The Rundown. For The Rundown on WNYU 89.1 FM, New York, this is Aria Tusi. Victory is not winning for our party. Victory is winning for our country. After a week of delays on account of the government shutdown, President Donald Trump finally delivered the State of the Union address to Congress last Wednesday. The president's speech focused on the successes and goals of his administration, especially in health care, immigration, foreign policy, and the economy. Despite acknowledging the necessity of bipartisanship, Trump took jabs at the multiple investigations currently looking into his affairs and associates, saying that investigations into the president would impede peace and economic prosperity. An economic miracle is taking place in the United States, and the only thing that can stop it are foolish wars, politics, or ridiculous partisan investigation. If there is going to be peace and legislation, there cannot be war and investigation. In one of the more unexpected moments of Trump's address, he praised the growth of women in the workforce and congratulated women in Congress. No one has benefited more from a thriving economy than women who have filled 58 percent of the newly created jobs last year. We also have more women serving in Congress than at any time before. That's pretty ironic, considering how many of the women cheering were elected in direct opposition to the president and his policies. Trump made several legislative proposals to Congress. Among them were bills for more transparency in drug companies, more aids in cancer research, and paid family leave. Although, he followed these up with some false statements about late-term abortion laws. Lawmakers in New York cheered with delight upon the passage of legislation that would allow a baby to be ripped from the mother's womb moments from birth. And then we had the case of the governor of Virginia, where he stated he would execute a baby after birth. Some of the most important news of the night came from Trump's comments on foreign policy. He condemned Maduro's regime in Venezuela and attacked Iran for anti-Semitism, although Trump himself has been under fire for stoking anti-Semitic rhetoric at his own rallies. He also announced a summit with Kim Jong-un of North Korea in Vietnam at the end of February. As part of a bold new diplomacy, we continue our historic push for peace on the Korean Peninsula. In an 11-minute Democratic response, Georgia gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams drew attention to skyrocketing mortality rates among black mothers and made a call for unity in American politics. Even as I am very disappointed by the president's approach to our problems, I still don't want him to fail. But we need him to tell the truth and to respect his duties 
and respect the extraordinary diversity that defines America. Whether President Trump and Congress come forward with these proposals over the next year remains to be seen. For The Rundown on WNYU on 89.1 FM New York, this has been Arya Tusi. Every now and again, we are going to be bringing you a strange or interesting sound. This week's comes from reporter Harrison Choi. If you have any idea what that might have been, feel free to email associatenews at wnyu.org. And now a look back at one of the greatest American events of the year, the Super Bowl. Imagine, it's a quiet, cold Sunday night. Too quiet. The streets are barren, bougie restaurants are deserted, and you start to wonder what New York City is really up to. You walk by a pub down First Avenue and suddenly it hits you. It's Super Bowl Sunday, a glorious time where the queso fundido flows like gold, beer is devoured by the keg, and it's the one day that football is actually relevant at NYU. I'm Anna Van Dyne, and come join Harris and Choi and I as we go pub to pub on a quest to understand Super Bowl culture. Okay, so we're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl. I don't know much about football. Um, I know that there's there's the ball, there's the football. Mm-hmm. There are two teams. Two teams. And they are trying to go, well, they're each trying to go to the other end. Mm-hmm. And um, they get d- chances to get the ball further along the field. How many chances? They get, I don't, I don't know how many chances they get. They, four, I think. So four sounds like a good number. Uh, and I think they go 10 yards, but I don't know if that's for sure. They're trying to make touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, and whoever gets the most points at the end wins. And they tackle each other. That sounds like it makes sense. <laughs> We're at Anna's apartment. It's approximately 6.45, and the Super Bowl is about to go down. Around this time, bars are going to get crowded, football jerseys are going to be thrown on, and it seems everybody around the city has some plan to sit down and watch the game. Well, unless you're Anna and I. There's a quarterback? Oh yeah, there's a quarterback. There's a, I know, wide receiver. Does he catch the ball? I don't know what he does. Uh... (laughs) Maybe he's, like, far in the back and he catches it, yeah. You see, we know pretty much nothing about football. We know there's something you call a quarterback, and there's also going to be some matchup between Patriots and Rams? Oh, and we also think there's a guy named Rob on one of the teams. We don't know. But why speculate these questions when there's a whole city full of sweaty Super Bowl fans ready to answer them? With this in mind, we started our journey over at the Grafton Pub. Now this place is tight. If you ever wanted to feel like a human sardine, come to the Grafton. Towards the entrance of the bar, we find a group of guys enjoying the game, and we end up meeting a dazed and somewhat confused Super Bowler. Is this for what, what, what country is this? This is for Where? WNYU. I live in Boston. 10 years. He's an Eagles fan. He just wants to be on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, you're a bandwagon? Yeah, he's a bandwagon. Yeah. 
I'm not a fan. I didn't think they're going to win. I'm actually good friends with number 11 out there, Julian Edelman. Oh, you don't? That's fine. That was totally interesting. Should we just wander around and go into bars? Let's do it. <laughs> what were the exact words that uh, the bartender said? Uh, I asked if we could record, and he was like, I'll go ask the boss. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, no. <laughs> okay, so we're a little disappointed. The owner of the Grafton wasn't thrilled with us recording, and we still had a lot of questions waiting to be answered. As we're walking aimlessly around the city, we come across an apartment party, and it just so happens that Anna knows some of the people there. I'm Annabelle Webway. I'm a junior at NYU. That's all. <laughs> I'm Sim Tumay. We were in audio storytelling yeah. last semester. That's so funny. So I like know all this vibe, yeah. Yeah. I've like had many people say like, oh, I saw you through the window. We're all like kind of don't really care, so we're all, it's more fun. I feel like when there's less people invested, there's one guy in there who's like super intensely like invested and he's explaining it to everyone, but other than that, like none of us really, none of us really care. I'm not super like big into football, but I love events like this. I get super into it. My family's doing a bracket, but I definitely look to other people to tell me what's going on. I actually cheered for four years, so it's actually like, astonishing that I'd never picked up on anything. Like, it's so crazy. I don't know what, I just don't pay attention. Yeah, 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 it's terrible. Who do you want to win though? Rams, just because I heard Tom Brady's like a MAGA, like Donald Trump supporter. I like, that's the only reason. I Because I don't care, I don't have any investment, so I need to use superficial reasons to decide who I'm rooting for. I think the Patriots are gonna win, and if I look back on this interview later and hear myself say that, I'm gonna sound like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Our next stop was a college pub called the Thirsty Scholar. From the name itself, you'd probably think that the place would be popping with college students screaming at the game. But then as you enter the somewhat barren bar, you remember that, oh right, we go to NYU. We don't do football. Although there were no Thirsty Scholars around, there were some locals able to explain the game to us. What's your name? Rob. Rob, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Dana, nice to meet you. Harrison, very nice to meet you. That's Stu. He speaks English sometimes, sometimes French, sometimes Russian. So he has a few drinks. He forgets how to speak English. You have to, you know, never, never mind him. Uh, how the game works? Oh, it's very easy. You just kick off the ball and you score it to the opposite side. Then you get four downs. Yeah, every a field is broken up in 100 yards. So they kick the ball off. The guy usually catches it in the end zone, where they don't want people getting tackled. So now you get the ball to 25. So now you have the ball, it's first down, make your play. You have to get 10 yards for it to get back to first down again. So if you go first down, second down, third down, third down, I pass. Say I, Rob passes to Harrison, you catch the ball 10 yards, we're back down to first down again. It's a complicated game, believe it or not. With all the rules and regulations and penalties. Yeah, you really, the referees don't even know what all the rules sometimes. I mean, they screw up a lot of times. But it's a lot of fun. I mean, the more you watch, the more you learn, and uh, the, be the better it is. Now having some knowledge about how this complicated game works, we felt ready to hang with the hardcore fans at Professor Tom's Pub. Playing? Definitely no, not. this is a this Patriots is bar. bar. I thought so. You know where I can find any? 
Uh, well, no, that's they don't a, exist. That's the problem with the yeah. Rams. They don't. They literally don't have fans. No, literally. My boyfriend is from LA. Not a fan. They're all hologram. Actually, it's a massive conspiracy. They're all hologram. It's true. They don't. They don't exist. No. Roger Goodell is hooked up with the super PACs in Washington, and they've financed hologram fans. They're not real. Roger Goodell. It's the biggest conspiracy of the century. Uh, he is getting backing from the Koch brothers, all the alt-right super PACs, to generate hologram fans for the Rams. None of them are real. No one actually supports the Rams, whereas the Patriots clearly is an organic fan base. Did I mention that these guys were hardcore? I mean, holograms? Super PACs? Well, if hologram conspiracy theories weren't crazy enough, it turns out that these guys were also NYU alums. Like, yeah. real people, yeah, not actors. Yeah, all right, all right. So basically what's for happening NYU? is that... I went to all, all of us did. Wait, yeah. wait, all of us? One love. Yeah, go Bobcats! Bobcats. Woo! Was it Bobcats or Bobcats? I don't know. I truly... I have not been to one sporting event at NYU. But we love it. We love it. I love it. One love. No, we love it. Bobcats Bobcats Positive vibes. Positive vibes. Wait, Kimmel. Go Kimmel. Yeah, good yes. Down scene, down scene yeah. with that hot breakfast. Give me that. Uh, uh, yes. Yes. Guys, what were your, what were your freshman dorms? Ruben. U-Haul, baby. Let's go. U-Haul for, for two years. You're so basic. That's outrageous. Oh, my God. I lived in third north with 12 other girls, and it was the best year of my life. With the night slowing down, so were the hopes of the Rams winning the Super Bowl. In fact, no amount of hot and steamy down scene breakfast could save this poor team. What's going on? Well, the Patriots just made a field goal, which means that even the Rams make a touchdown. I don't think they can win, from my non-expert opinion, which is a sad day for the Rams, although they probably shouldn't be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so at the end of this wild night, did we gain a better grasp on how football works? Eh, not really. Did we end up finding out whether or not there's a guy named Rob on the New England Patriots? No, but we did find another guy named Rob. What's your name? Rob. Rob, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. But if anything, maybe not knowing is part of the beauty. It's a beautiful thing to see people from all walks of life cram together to watch a bunch of grown men tackle each other. Whether you're a seasoned Super Bowl veteran or just in it for the booze. Is this for what, what, what country is this? It doesn't really matter because there will always be some room in a sweaty New York City bar for you. And that's going to do it for us here tonight. I'll be back here next week, same time, same place, and I hope you'll join me. Dirty Money, the fantastic new podcast, is coming up next. I'm Anna Van Dyne, and this has been The Rundown on WNYU 89.1 FM, New York.